Hello and welcome to Spotty Translation, the only anime podcast where half the panel hates anime, but they love puppets and are currently underwater. Hello, Brian. Blub, blub, blub. Uh, so, you may be wondering, uh, why we haven't been around for the past month, and that's because Brian has the audacity to, to live in Houston, Texas. Blub! <laughs> but, but yeah, Brian, how are you guys doing down there? Pretty good. Uh, we, our house did not flood, just everything else did. So, <laughs> it's a lot of, um, a lot of our actual house being high and dry from, from the hurricane, but we're able to help other people out, and... Uh, our, we didn't even lose power, so things mm. are pretty okay here um, in yeah. Houston. But or for us, for everyone else, yeah. things are crazy, and uh, there's going to be a lot of disaster relief for a very long time here. So yes, positives yes. and negatives. But we're excited to to help out and help the city get back on its feet again. So yeah. how are you? Although I will say though that uh -huh. Brian did flee the city beforehand and left his uh, darling brother Stephen alone. To drink all the water up by himself. I did do that because um, my lung capacity just isn't <laughs> isn't that great. I was afraid I would not be able to hold my breath long enough. Actually, yeah, I fled west to San Antonio, where we got maybe a day and a half of light rain. So Jeez. I mean, we suffered too. Uh, like I I will say that it definitely uh, goes to show just how massive Texas is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I'm not even that far away as in terms of Texas. Um, like, I may be half the state away or less. Um, so, yeah, Texas is pretty big. But, yeah, certain areas, especially near the coast, got hit super hard. And the hurricane just parked on top of Houston for, like, five days and just continually ran, uh, ranned? rained on it, <laughs> ran on it. So, yeah, things are pretty crazy. Did you guys get anything up in uh, Kentucky? We are actually getting the uh, the remains of Harvey tonight. Oh, okay. And, and it'll be uh, over us for until like, and actually we're we're actually getting calls for rain, a uh, nonstop rain, until I think like Saturday evening. Wow. All right. So you're gonna get a little taste of it too. Do you guys ever get directly hit by hurricanes or anything, or is it? Uh, oh. Geez, we're actually far too inland for that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. Well, I, I didn't yeah. know if they ever took a more direct path to you yeah, than this no, one. Yeah, no, like, uh, the thing is, is that, like, Kentucky, it's the main thing that we have is lots of tornadoes. That's what I figured. I figured that yeah. would be your bigger problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like, uh, there have been some small towns down where I'm from what, that that are basically, you know, there one day, and, and like, you know, like, like, you know, like, that are there one day and then gone the next. Yeah, just because of tornado. Tornadoes are kind of scary because of their swiftness. But this isn't a weather podcast. Um, yes, it is. Ch we're changing now to Spotty Twisters, the only <laughs> weather podcast you need. Uh huh. Because uh, <laughs> you know you want your weather report to have the word "spotty" in it. That's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly but what yes. you're looking for. But yes, no, we are ostensibly a podcast all about the grand art known as anime, and in this case, puppets. Yeah, uh, because we are watching Thunderbolt Fantasy, and this week we watched episode eight, it's the a Enigmatic game. Gale, which is, as we now know, is Crow's real name, or perhaps just a name that Crow also goes by, <laughs> which will come into play later on. But let's get to the synopsis, Brian. Yep. So we left off last week, and by last week I mean last month, uh, with... With Young announcing after going through the trials all by himself that he's just gonna go off on his own because he's tired of being with these people. And he does. He leaves. Um, which uh, leads to basically half the party being like, eh, uh, uh, so what? Uh, 
to uh, to where then Crow actually says, but you know, guys, we actually do need him. And they're like, uh, do you really? And Crow's like, yeah, I do. Uh, but then it's revealed, though, that uh, basically Sharpshooter and Knight and Phoenix were basically not actually doing anything because they were because they were trying to test him. Yep, they're just like, hey, we're kind of curious what he can do, so we'll just uh, purposely not do our jobs and see if he can do them for us, which he did. Yeah, he did do it, uh, which leads to Kingfish and Crow running off after him to go bring him back to the party, uh, which at this point, though, the remaining party, which is Phoenix, Sharpshooter, Knight, and Frozen, to basically talk about uh, Young's performance, uh, to which to which Phoenix basically says that Young's sword... Well, I mean, like that his sword lacks a sharpness in that basically his blows are nothing but brute force, blunt, like, you know, like uh, nothing but a blunt strike. Yeah, and he was talking about how he basically seemed to be pretending to be a swordsman rather than being an actual good swordsman. Yes. Uh, and and they, I mean, like, uh, and, and Sharpshooter also says that uh, he feels that Young may actually betray the group due to him being brought in by Crow. Which once again shows the the distrust of Crow from the party, which will become more apparent later on in the, in in this episode. <laughs> yep. Uh, but one thing that I do actually like about this though is that basically um, at this point though Frozen actually brings up uh, Crow and basically wonders why they all are so uh, distrustful of him. To which Sharpshooter says, "Not all the infamous names in the world have ha- have." Have like um, uh, infamous faces. Yep, another which is, sinister yeah, warning. Which, which is just uh, something is up with Crow. Something that has been hinted at this entire time. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, so basically, at that, and so we cut back uh, over to Crow and um, uh, Kingfisher finding Young and basically finding that he's spying on some goons. Who Ooh, are trying goons. to capture some more of the some more of the demon birds, which leads to a great little like tiny montage, I guess, of them knocking out the goons and then basically yep. taking their stuff. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that brief little. That was that was the combat scene we got uh, for the first half of this episode. Nice little three seconds of fighting, uh, and best of all, we got to watch people fly birds for a while, which was yes. Yes, yeah, so basically at this point, uh, Crow Young and Kingfisher get get the whistles that the goons had on them that uh, that allows them to call the demon birds to take them to the tower to where Bones like resides, allowing them to to just skip the labyrinth entirely, uh, <laughs> which also leads to the rest of the party seeing them flying away and being like, well. I guess we gotta go to the labyrinth. <laughs> that once again felt like a video game where they found, like, you know, the the warp pipe, the cheat. It's just like, oh, hey, cool. We found a way to, like, no item glitch this run. That's great. Yeah, uh, which, as they are, uh, as they're flying towards the tower, uh, basically Young is like, so, uh, so, so, yeah, Crow, you got a plan? And Crow's like, I didn't think that far. Uh, so... <laughs> And so they're just going to land in the tower and see what happens. And they are, like, immediately caught. <laughs> yeah, they literally... I mean, what did they think was going to happen? They flew towards... The, like, no <laughs> one is very smart in this uh, episode. <laughs> Except maybe Crow. Well, are they smart or is somebody doing this intentionally? That is true. That is true. 
So yeah, uh, so at this point, the like Kingfishers, uh, after after meeting up with Bones, because you know Bones is like, you guys didn't think I wanted to notice. Well, I am the villain, and then Kingfisher is like, I'm going to kill you, and then Bones is like, well, okay, then have at you, and they and then they begin to fight, and you get a great fight sequence in which Kingfisher is actually holding her own against Bones, which seems strange considering that Bones just murdered her brother pretty easily. Yeah, um, and she's, like, pressing the attack the entire time. He's yes. never attacking her. Yes, and so basically you're like, what's going on here? And then they do a quick cut uh, uh-huh. to crow smoking, uh, and then they cut back uh, to the fight, to which uh, when she has Bones uh, on the defensive, he begins, to, he begins to talk to her, but in Young's voice. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was such a great moment where it's just like, wait, first of all, why is he on the defensive the entire time? And now why is he saying, like, what the hell? And then you're like, oh, wait, um, <laughs> not again. <laughs> uh, to where basically it is revealed uh, that Crow was using his smoke again to basically blind the eyes of Kingfisher to make her think that she was fighting Bones, but in fact was fighting Young the entire time. Yeah. Uh, which basically leads to um, them uh, to them knocking out Kingfisher and arresting Young and leading them off to prison after Bones gets his hand on the handle of the sword, to which to which he laughs and then he laughs and then basically is like, "Oh, Crow, <laughs> you you are you are you you are sure the trickster? I wonder what that means." Probably that it's a fake. <laughs> It is not um, spelled entirely out in this episode, but no. but yes, Brian, it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> and now Crow's like, let us bargain to find out where the real one is. Also, give me food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but I will say, though, that Crow perhaps maybe had good intentions because he said that if Kingfisher were to actually fight Bones head on, she would most assuredly die. And yeah, he did I think this that's to safe to life. assume. So as much as Young seems to be like angry at Crow for betraying him in this case, I feel like Crow's uh, allegiances are still pretty fluid. He did save their lives, but kind of did it in a way that got them arrested and thrown into jail. Yes. So yes, they are in jail now. Um, and basically, uh, at this point, like Kingfisher wakes up and she's wondering what what happened because you know the last thing that she remembers is that she was fighting Bones. And basically, Young tells her that Crow like betrayed them. And that Bones has the guard, and she breaks down and begins to basically be like, well, I've lost my brother, I've lost the handle, I'm basically worthless, what am I even doing here? I, I would, like, you know, like, she basically begins to say that, like, you know, like, um, if she could, she would gladly give her life just to kill Bones. Yep. It's a pretty sad scene. Yes. Um, but then Frozen just shows up out of nowhere and is just like, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> and the rest of the crew comes in uh and they begin to talk and wonder where uh and then and then and then they inquire where where crow is and young tells the story and basically calls him a traitor and they're all like wait really you still don't know uh and then they and then they basically refer to crow by his real name the enigmatic gale and everybody's like Wait, you mean that enigmatic Gale? Uh, to where Kingfisher's like, even I know of him. To which she reveals that that the name refers to 
the most famous thief in all the land who, if he sets his sights on something, he will steal it. And this is the grand reveal this whole time. And, yeah, this is he, the grand reveal this whole time. Crow was not doing this out of the kindness of his own heart. He was not here to basically help people. He was not here just on some grand quest. He is not the Gandalf of the party. He is just a thief. <laughs> and he finally gets his soliloquy sitting across yes. at dinner yes. from Bones. And he reads, subterfuge is not always about lurking of the darkness. Some shadows remain hidden in the light. A hair's breadth separates truth from lies, and none will gaze beyond the illusion to see my true face. And this is a really interesting reveal because this entire time the plot was a hero's journey, and now you realize it was a heist plot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it... It was like under your noses. It was exactly what a heist plot is. It was gathering the people. It was explaining the defenses you have to get past. Like if you look back at the whole thing up until this point, it completely fit a heist plot definition. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it seemed like a hero's journey at the time. Yo, yeah. I mean, which, which I mean, maybe actually, um, whilst it's not actually been outright stated, part of me feels that, uh, Maybe, like, uh, one of the points of this narrative is to point out the similarities between the idea of of, of a hero's journey uh, and sort of, like, a heist plot and basically also showing that sort of, like, a hero can be more, like, or, like, you know, like, uh, the story of a hero can apply to more, you know, like, can apply to more than just a hero. You can basically just, like, insert any kind of person into that role and basically still make it work the same way yeah exactly it's a it's a very interesting reveal um i'm i'm very curious to see where this goes because most of the people in the party knew it yes they just had their own their own uh motivations that didn't necessarily conflict with his um but kingfisher and young um and the uh frozen did not so yes. I'm curious to see how they're going to react to this. Yep. So basically, we now have basically uh, the beginning of. So we're now uh, eight, so we're now like um, eight episodes in, and beginning with episode nine, we are going to get into the actual like real story. <laughs> <laughs> this has all been set up. This has all yes. been getting to this point, and I am very excited to see where this goes from here, because we got all sorts of motivations from all sorts of angles. And, okay, so it was not what I was expecting with, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Crow. I was expecting yes. his goal to be, like, bigger and larger than he revealed. Like, him to say, you know, I just seem like this wanderer, but I'm really the ancient god-king emperor, and I'm here to save the world forever. <laughs> but no, it went the, or I'm the evil demon lord, and I'm here to kill the world forever. He's like, no, I kind of want things, and I'm going to steal yep. it. And it's like, what? Yep. The whole time you seem like some great spiritual mystical figure, you're, but you're just really good at stealing things. Yes. Yeah, and I love it. I, and I will say that... Uh, even though this might be the beginning of, or or might like you know might seem yeah. like the show has basically been like, well, here it is, here's my hand. Uh, yeah. Let's just say that the writers have a few cards hidden up their sleeve still. Well, we still don't know Young. We don't know his story, <laughs> and that to me is possibly even more interesting than uh, Crows. So, yep. yeah, there's a lot and, left here. Yep, and Young's story will uh, resolve in season two. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, uh, 
so just sort of general uh, thoughts, Brian. Uh, what did you think of this episode in terms of in terms of basically we are like as a as sort of like um, uh, the episode to where basically the entire narrative shifts. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of went over what I thought of the heist switch, and I think that that like that clicked in my brain. It was, it was very satisfying when I kind of saw the parallels to everything that had happened. It's one of those plots where it's just really satisfying to look back on the whole thing up until this point because it all fits. And I think like what we talked about, seeing those parallels between those two narratives to me was really rewarding. Um, and I don't know. I feel it puts everyone in a much more interesting place for for where it's going next so i like it i mean i still don't like what i'm curious to see is like how much crow people mention him betraying people all the time um which makes sense so i'm curious if he's going to have any loyalty to make sure everyone makes it out of this okay or if he's literally just like (laughs) on his own path now and he's like hey you got me to where i need to be i don't care about any of you anymore Um, right yes it's sort of like the idea of like you know like um because because I will say that, like, in Japanese, uh, like, fiction, thieves are generally regarded as sort of, like, the idea, like, you know, like, um, uh, ever since the 70s, uh, with the, intro- like, you know, like, with the introduction of, like, Lupin Third, thieves in Japanese fiction have basically veered more towards the side of sort of the, like, sort of the, like, sort of the, like, gentleman thief, sort of, like, yeah. s- s- sort of, like, like, you know, like, uh, the guy who, like, you know, just steals just for the rush of the theft. Right. But they aren't like a bad person. Yeah. When you say gentleman thief, thinking back on him, it's like, why didn't I see that? Like, <laughs> of course he would want to take the thing. Why did I never? I assume he wanted it for grand power or something. But like both the villains, the goal is I want to hoard things like both <laughs> Crow and this guy. It's just a battle of collectors. Like neither of them have any grand designs for it. They just think it's a cool thing and want to own it. And it's like. I don't know. It's so obvious looking back at all of his behavior. It's like, that's just how he treats everything. He's very much a gentleman thief in every way he behaves. Um, and But I just didn't think of that at all throughout the throughout the episodes. But yeah, so for this week, I kind of wanted to, uh, for these segments, since it's been so long or whatever, I kind of yeah. want to maybe throw you a softball. Uh, okay. But just sort of the idea of the plot twist, as it were, uh, sort of like like how do you feel about them and sort of like how does this stack up to sort of what you come to expect from them yeah um plot twists i mean i have a love-hate relationship with them because i feel like because of how like tv especially works the serial nature of tv they can be abused um and like game of thrones for example stuff like that can just be like every episode wanting to go to black and shock you with something or another um either a character dying or um a massive upheaval or betrayal and i feel like it's really easy to abuse them in fiction because they create an emotional high really easily um so i feel like plot twists are something that's very easy to to use cheaply and this i feel like was a really earned one because of how much foreshadowing there was beforehand yet it didn't feel obvious like they were trying to wink and nod you to they were winking and nodding you to the fact that there was something more going on like that was really obvious by how they were setting it up but they didn't clue you in too much to what exactly was going on so i actually really enjoyed it as plot twists go especially since it kind of um i don't know it kind of took some thinking for it to really sink in rather than it just be one moment of like someone dying or something it was like oh oh he's a thief 
okay and then you kind of there's there's that long period where you can really like tie it back into a lot of things so i thought it was a really good plot twist what do you think Right, yeah, so basically, like, you know, like, um, uh, you sort of hit it for me when you mentioned that, like, you know, sort of like, you know, the general plot twist is just that usually somebody dies. Yeah. And that sort of, I feel, is, like, sort of like the go-to plot twist for, like, a lot of fiction is just, like, you know, just because the plot twist is sort of, I feel like the plot twist in general is usually meant to just like shock somebody is meant to yeah. maybe like you know just like you know meant to make somebody be like be like oh my god i didn't see that coming and to me that's not that, that that's not a plot twist that's more like a that's more like like a gentle jump scare <laughs> or, uh-huh. or something like for me like a plot twist is like sort of like like you know like um as it states like like you know like it is some way like like you know like um it twists the plot yeah and by that i mean that like you sort of are like redefining the characters and and how they relate to each other yeah it recontextualizes the story and that i think is a really interesting one adds layers and it's like it's something we knew was coming we knew we were going to get a reveal of what he was and what he was doing um and we knew it wasn't what he said he was doing and that's i think at the moment it wasn't like a jump scare where i just was jumped up from my desk and was like oh my gosh it was just a thing where like i'm like hmm oh oh <laughs> and so like it was a long form plot twist which are my favorite kind um where you kind of it, it, it has a lot of layers to it and i think you're right it's it, other ones can feel like jump scares where it's just like being out of left field that's that's a cheap way to do a plot twist of just like hey surprising thing happened because anyone can do that anyone can make things happen suddenly um but this is really layered into the plot really well and i, I feel there's going to be a lot more yet to it to unravel so Oh geez, yeah, because uh, the plot basically has just made like, like basically this is just like one little twist on the tie, and we're going uh-huh. to begin twisting it more and more now going forward. Yeah, we've revealed the basic underpinnings of what is actually going on here, but there's a lot of details to 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 see from that. I mean, now I'm really curious because you have so many different motivations. You now have like three different people who want the sword, um, for three different reasons. And how are those all going to interplay? And who's going to side with who? Like, is Young going to try to help Kingfisher get it back for her clan and work against both of the other characters? Or is what's his name going to steal it back and then give it back to her? Or Crow is he like planning to steal it and then give it to her for some reason? Or is he just manipulating everyone? Like, there there are a lot of questions still up in the air. Um, but yeah, it, it it was pretty dang. It was really good as plot twists go. I'm very excited to see what's happening next. Right. Yeah. So uh, basically. That's this actually might feel like a little short, but it, yeah, but but it's sort of like yeah. I mean, we sort of uh, hit everything because this episode kind of came at us fast and loose, and yeah, uh, and while like I do feel that like a lot happened this episode, uh, most of it was sort of in service to leading up to the ending, and then yeah. basically now and then basically now going forward, a lot's going to happen basically every episode. Like like uh, yep. it's gonna be just like non-stop actually i'm pretty sure that that i'm pretty sure that that actually the the next episode like the first half of it is actually just crow and bones just talking at uh, you know like uh j- just talking over dinner Ooh, i love that that sounds great yeah. yeah i mean up until this point we now have all the characters established and we now know enough about all the characters to start having really interesting interactions and motivations between them so i'm excited to see where the show goes i've been impressed so far yeah, yeah, and I'm pretty sure that uh, I'm 
I am worried about one thing uh, for you, but that Uh-oh. won't happen until way, way later down the road. Actually, okay. basically the very last episode. Until hmm. then, everything else is a-okay for you, at least. All right. Well, now you have me curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Meanwhile, I have a haiku for you. Oh, awesome. Yes, I totally forgot. <laughs> yes. All right. So we'll see if you can guess what character this is. Ahem. Okay. Though not what he seems... His death completes her revenge, or so she believes. So. You are doing the trickster thing again. (laughs) (laughs) In which. So you say not what he seems. So it's like, you know, you make me think you're talking about bones. But you could be also talking about young. I could be. <laughs> because you opened it with not what he seems. So I'm going to go with young. I'm just sitting here smoking my pipe. Um, yes, you are, you are correct. <laughs> he is young. Good job, Zach. Yes! You saw through my evil magic. Uh, you are now, let's see here. You are five out of eight. You're above 50%. Awesome. Yes, I am no longer a loser. Yeah, we're going to see if you can uh if you can manage to stay above 50% here for Not going to uh... happen, but you know what? I'll try. <laughs> I'm running out of characters. They <laughs> introduced them all at the beginning. Yeah, and basically starting this episode, you're you're, you're going to start getting less and less characters to use. Oh, they're going to start <laughs> murdering them. Oh no. Oh no, now the counts are shrinking. Uh I'm just going to have to be writing like uh, eulogies for everyone. Uh, but but yes, uh, but yes, once again, everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of Spotty Translation. Uh, come back in two weeks uh, when we will be discussing episode nine, what, The what? Essence of a Sword. I wonder what that means. Ooh, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll find out in two weeks. You will find out in two weeks, Brian. And of course, as always, once again, Brian, thank you so much. Absolutely. Here, especially for braving uh, the light, the light sprinkle you got down in San Antonio. Yep. You know, I had to walk through that light drizzle to my <laughs> podcast studio, and I was just thinking to myself, <laughs> "Man, am I a dedicated brave yeah, warrior of podcasting?" <laughs> leaving Stephen all alone, just like stranded on an <laughs> island in the middle of water, yeah, <laughs> lapping up the water, hoping it will recede. Yes, I'm actually really hoping to get back to Houston soon. I think the roads are finally clearing enough to where it won't take me ten hours, um, so I should be back in here back in there in a couple days so anyway yeah awesome good to hear i hope that everything works out for you guys super well and and also just for the entire city itself because it's gonna be a long road ahead but you know uh, everything i've heard about houston is houston seems seem like you know like houston seems like a pretty awesome city so i'm sure they'll get back on their feet they're doing really well at it so far everyone's coming together and it's everything you want to see after a disaster like this so let's hope that continues cool and of course you know, not to take anything away from Houston, mm-hmm. but, you know, I am your host, Zach. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, and this has been Body Translation. May your translations always be spotty. <laughs>